Look at you. Look at you. What are you building back there? Or is that just a, is, is that a back room? Um, yeah, this is our new uh, live room and studio that we're building in my backyard. So it's like, it's coming along. Uh, we got about another like, six weeks to eight weeks to get it done, but it's uh, we're already practicing in it, and it's it's awesome already. So wow. I'm really excited about it. But there's there's yeah. got to be a part of your creative process that looks at it and says, you know, just leave it as raw as this, because music starts out <laughs> raw. This is the real beauty of being in the womb. <laughs> it definitely feels that way right now. Yeah. Walls are good. What What are you doing for soundproofing? Um, not not too much. I don't I don't go all out on soundproofing like I used to. Like um, we've got like some heavy duty uh, insulation in between the studio wall and the in the live room, but like I, I don't care that much. Like um, it's not the same as it used to be, where like everything had to be like whisper quiet all the time. Right. Like um, you know the way we record has changed so much. Like a lot of the stuff is done in the control room now. Um, you know, um, we can put an amp in the garage and then mic it up and have it running in. And, you know, it, it's just really, really different now. Oh, my so. God. Those moments inside that control room. I mean, to me, that's where you go in there and you listen to the pure sound. And then you take it out to the car and you listen to listen to it through those speakers there. But those two areas, listeners don't get to experience that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um yeah, that's a great that's a great feeling when you're all listening together in the studio, you know. Mm. It's really cool. So now, does the drummer get his own space? Because oh my god, dude, those drums on your <laughs> songs. Oh my! That, I mean, to me, it's like the rebirth of John Bonham. <laughs> yeah, I actually played all the drums on on the uh, last album, and um, and uh, we have uh, Tom Chakra now is our new drummer. Um, so he's recorded a couple of the songs on the new album that comes out in December. Um, I did the rest of them. But, you know, um, a lot goes into it. Like, you know, we live track drums, but we also have electronic drums Mm -hmm. and we mix samples in and it's just so much more complicated than it used to be. Um, But, you know, whatever it takes to get the sound that we're looking for, you know, that's all that matters in the end. So I'm not I'm not a purist (laughs) and I don't you know, I'm not one of those people that thinks everything has to be raw all the time. Like, you know. It's not really my perspective. Well, but. to me, that's the reason why these songs from the 50s and 60s continue to live on because of that raw sound. They didn't they, they didn't sit there and, and try to perfect it. They, they said, OK, we only have so much time and we're paying only so much money for the tape. We got to get working right now. There's definitely something to being rushed and having to do something on time. And, um, you know, having limitations creates, uh, you know, creativity. You know, uh, it, it brings about creativity anyway. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely agree with that. So, um, interesting experiment. Um, sometimes I will take a drum beat or something from, from a rap song and I'll record it. Um, and with raw drums and then I'll just send the drum track over to Adam, our guitarist and be like, Hey, see if you can make something out of this. And I don't tell him what it is. Like, it'll be like a famous rap song, but he he can't tell because I'm playing it on, you know, uh, raw drums. Um, but it's weird what comes out of that. Um, Sometimes, like, you take something from a different style, and it's like, oh, that sounds cool, and we put it into our style, um, and it, it's a nice little trick, but it's a limitation. You know, we, we created a limitation. It's like, okay, make something out of this beat, you know, and sometimes the, that's what sparks the creativity more than anything else. Well, it's a definitely a good way to get out of a writing rut. <laughs> you know? That doesn't shock me. Going back to the womb, um, I, I, the, the dude from Anthrax sat there and told me that he says, what I hear on the, on when I'm playing drums is my mother's heartbeat. And from that heartbeat comes the rest of the song. You just, you just basically said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, and everything's different. It's, it's not like there's one right way to do anything, you know? Um, 
some some songs come out, out different ways mm-hmm. um but you just kind of roll with it and like whatever comes out comes out and you know well what about the title it? of that new song I mean, we dug a ditch and laid down i mean that right there i'm going yeah. holy crap you got me at hello I like long titles. I don't know. I always have like, I've got more long titles coming too. Like, I don't know. I think it's funny. Um, you know, I don't know where we thought, you know, songs had to be one or two words or something like, um, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I like, I like long titles, but, um, yeah, we dug a ditch is, uh, is based on a true story because Mm. I, uh, I was a plumber by trade. So I dug a lot of dishes in my life. Um, and there was a day where I, dug a really deep ditch it was like 14 feet deep Damn. and i just thought it'd be really fun to like lay down in it and like because like no one's ever done that or would do that you know um and just look up at the sky and what and so i did and it's it's just eerily creepy how quiet it is when you're that far underground mm-hmm. uh, and it i felt very peaceful about it it, it made me feel uh, calm and um you know kind of makes you think like oh yeah we're just dirt you know we're just going back to the dirt we were already dirt before and um, you know, um, you don't have to worry so much about, uh, politics and all this stuff and, you know, get wrapped up in the day to day. Did it change your um, idea of snakes? Because in native American spirituality, the reason why so many people are attracted to snakes is because it's so close to the earth. They can feel the vibration. I mean, you went into the vibration. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, there's no vibration down there to really, because God. like just staring up at the sky and the clouds are just slowly moving and, and you can't hear anything hear your own heartbeat and your own breath and that's it oh my god um, i would have a 14 foot deep hole all the time because that, that's my kind of solitude dude yeah well it's really uh it's really dangerous unless you have really good shoring <laughs> yeah. so um i wouldn't recommend doing it all the time but we have really thick clay here in ohio so it's not too bad wow. um yeah. Wow. I, I know that the, the press says that you retired from, from the real job, the career. I, I don't call it retirement. Yeah. I call it the power of choice. You had the power of choice to say, you know what? I need to do my music. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I was, you know, me and my wife uh, decided, you know, we want to try to sell the company in like three to five years because yeah. it was doing really well. And, um, and six months later, it was gone. As soon as we talked to a broker, we had like eight people hit us up. Jeez. And, um, it just, it was like way faster than we expected. And, you know, we were only 40 years old. Hmm. So it was like, well, now what, um, what do now? (laughs) Um, but like, you know, I, I put music on hold for like a decade because I had little kids and I had a career and I had, you know, big boy responsibilities. So I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't focus on it. Um, so now, you know, my kids are 13 and 14 years old and they, they don't need me anymore. They're, they're living their lives and, you know, they've got their own little thing going on. Um, so, um, yeah, now I've got a lot of downtime and, and, you know, the music's just started coming back. So it's like everything I, everything I sacrificed just came back to me, you know? Well, you being the producer of this particular project, I mean, my God, I mean, I, I can't imagine your kids uh, not being in that room and you saying, Hey, look, let me show you what happens when I do this and when I can move this, look at this track that I'm going to bounce. They hate our music. No, <laughs> they do. Well, my kids do. Um, Adam's kids are obsessed with it. So apparently, our our demographic is six to ten year olds because they know every word. And you know, we we recently went over to uh, Jeff, my bass player's house. We all live within ten minutes of each other here in Delaware, Ohio. And um, like, we went over there for a late night cookout and uh, sit around the fire. Uh, we all had acoustics playing and having fun and. The kids are just calling out songs and singing all the words and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my gosh. But, you know, uh, my kids are older now and they they have very particular music tastes. Um, 
I, I think they just don't like it because it's mine. You know. <laughs> but, but what's funny is their friends like it. That's the best part. Um, you know, um, I think that digs at them even more. You know. Oh my God! So. Yeah, because I mean, even, even as a teenager, I mean, you know, when I had friends whose whose family was was a band, I mean, that was like, oh my God, I'm living with the Partridge family. This is so freaking yeah. cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you think having like a creative studio space and everything would be appealing to them, but it's really not. Like, so. <laughs> I don't know. So now as you're building that room, only because I, I have a studio that I'm in as well, there, there's there's a favorite place that I like to you know speak into because it gives me a natural reverb. Are you creating a space like that? Because I love natural yeah. reverb. Yeah. So our main room um, is a little over 1,100 square feet, 1,200 square feet, and it's 14 foot ceilings that nice. are vaulted. There you go. So we're putting in a wood ceiling mm-hmm. and then like we have a brick back wall. And then the wall behind me is actually going to be a green screen wall. <laughs> so we're going to have a monster green screen for all of our videos and production and stuff. Um, and then I'm putting uh, the like our main drum kit mm-hmm. on a like it's on its own little stage that is ha- is on casters and can be moved. Wow. So we can move it from like you know without having to reset anything up. You're moving it from the green screen room to the um, like the performance room, and then you can wheel it into the studio, like or into the control room even. Wow. Um, so are so, you uh, here in Charlotte, Eddie Z has a sound room like that. In fact, he calls it the sound room. Are you going to uh, allow other bands to come in and you can record them? Um, we could. Um, uh, I'm not really focused on that. I'm really just focused on us right now. Like, um, you know, I'm not in a place where I need to like try to make money off of music yeah. or anything like that. So I'm just like, I, I just want to make good art. We want to make good songs and, uh, and just stay focused. And I think there's, that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to stay focused on what you're doing and, and do one thing well um, when there's all these like opportunities or distractions or whatever you want to call it, you know? Yeah. Um, well, spe- so speaking of staying focused, how did you create so many different levels of sound inside? We dug a ditch because I mean, and to me, that's the attraction is that, I mean, we all have limited space, you know, of, of, of staying, you know, true to, to a full song, but my God, you, you take me for a journey on this monkey. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it just started out as a riff. I was actually like live on TikTok. <laughs> and I was just like noodling and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Um, so it just it started out as like a guitar riff, you know, and then, uh, you know, just start loading it up. But um, yeah, we, we, we changed the song quite a bit. We wow. recorded, I actually paid five different um, engineers to finish this song mm-hmm. because I really, I, I, the first one I wasn't happy with at all. Like they just didn't get it. Um, and I wasn't really happy with our last record overall. Like it took a lot of work to get it to where it was. And it was like, we need to find a really great engineer to work with. So like um, we ended up with Corey Bergeron out of Toronto and he's just fire. Everything he touches is great, but like um, he really understood the art, you know, the art of what we're trying to do and the sound. And he just made it 10 times better than we ever could have, you know? So I got to give Corey a nod for sure um, on that one, but he's doing our entire uh, new album. Um, it's almost done with it. It'll be out in December. Um, so yeah, really excited to finally find someone who gets us, you know. Um, and, like, I've got a good mixing background and everything, but it's just, um, it's weird mixing your own stuff. It, it just is. Well, I, I just can't hear it the same way. You become a perfectionist. Oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do yeah. this. Oh, I, I'm still missing something. Oh, I got to do that. Yeah, you, you you never get done. 
exactly nothing ever gets done so it's better to just kind of like get it to a close point and then send it to someone else who's a professional and you know and has different ears on it Mm -hmm. and ultimately it's always better you know you get more people involved the thing becomes better yeah have you ever seen like a movie that had like one dude on the credits it's 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 always like you know 400 people on the on the movie credits like (laughs) great if you want to make something great it takes people you know and i learned that through my company and running a company and you know we had 35 employees and you know, um, I, I used to be the lone wolf type that wanted to do everything themselves. And, you know, I learned through that business is, you know, you got to work with people um, and you got to let you let people do their jobs and, you know, uh, not micromanage people. And like all those lessons and all those things have helped the music so far. Yeah. You know, um, and isn't it strange how life plays out like that, that you had to have that if, if you took out the plumbing in, in your life. I mean, seriously, it would affect your music today. That plumbing yeah, had to yeah. had to be exactly in place so you could be where you are right now. That is so true, and I feel like I'm the best version of me as an artist right now. And I never would have gotten that far if it wasn't for my company or mm-hmm. my plumbing. You know, like, um, and even recruiting, like you know, when I got band members and we we picked up guys, I took it, I, I treated it like a business and, and recruited the best talent I could. Um, cause I, you know, I was really good at recruiting. That was my thing, not to toot my own horn, but like, that was like, my thing was training and recruiting. Um, you know, I had hun- I had fired and hired hundreds <laughs> of people, um, over the years. So like it, I got a really refined process on how to pick the best candidates and the best people. So we have like super reliable guys that are extremely talented that love the music, you know, and, um, and that's not easy to do to find four people that vibe like that, you know? Um, but yeah, we got it. So wow. So where can people go to find out more about you as well as your band? Because I, I, I know you're going to be posting stuff about building that studio because that this is the exciting part. I want to, I want to hang out with the roadie, the people that build the stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we ha- we're really active on TikTok and not so much on Facebook and all and, and Instagram and all that stuff. Like we, we pretty much just repost there. But TikTok is where it's at. That's our favorite platform by far. Um, so like we post on there as much as we can. But we're going to create a second um, TikTok page just for Corrupted Studios is what we're calling this. Um, just to kind of track it, you know, and, and do lives from that, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say TikTok is the best way to, to get a hold of us or, you know, to hang out with us. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more lives on there. And YouTube also, like we started doing uh, lives live streams on YouTube. Um, but... I think YouTube's big. I think it's going to get even bigger. Yep. Um, YouTube music is taking off and doing well and competing with Spotify and Apple. And um, I think it, I think it has a lot of potential. So. Absolutely. Well, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future, dude. The door is always going to be open for you. That's really nice. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, you be brilliant Absolutely. today, okay? Thank you. Thanks for having me.